0: Yo, this is John from Noise Dosage Media, and this episode is brought to you by Begrudgingly Benny. Interested in putting something horrific and grotesque on your next piece of merch? Benny is tucked away in the fiery depths of COVID quarantine, blasting the filthiest of old school death metal and drawing hideous creatures that he is waiting for you to adopt. Go over to Instagram and follow at BeGudginglyBenny and contact him if you would like some really weird original art for your band or label. Super professional, highly recommended. I mean, being a musician myself here, um, I feel like, don't get me wrong, but a lot of record labels have like a bad stigma for musicians. And, you know, where do you think that labels are going wrong? like you know right now
1: yeah man you know in terms of i guess i really don't focus on a lot of the, the uh the larger labels more mm-hmm. often than not i just try to focus on the underground kind of more our peers a lot of them are doing great stuff everybody has different goals some are uh, focused on putting out maybe just maybe more focus on the quantity of releases one thing we're right. trying to move forward to in 2021 is like not necessarily just trying to be extremely prolific Trying to put out a demo every two weeks. We're just trying to like maybe work with the bands, cultivate, I guess, uh, for lack of better words here, it's gonna sound like way business talk, but kind of cultivate their brand or like the culture and everything around the band, you know, try to realize right. their goals, definitely.
0: Exactly. But yeah, so, I mean,
1: in terms of where they're going wrong, I guess there's always been this like negative negative connotation about um or stigma around record labels you know that it's like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know it's a back room rubbing their hands you know counting money yeah like (laughs) like well
0: i got this idea from Sango with box music video today like like they're signing the deal and they're all shroomed up and they didn't know what was going on and uh i don't know a lot of people that's that's what they think of labels nowadays like it's like an 80 20 thing like hey they take all the money and uh, the band gets 20% or something crazy. Oh yeah. So
1: like really now it's like, ultimately like we do at at the level we're at now, it's like pretty much the best system work is like product deals where it's just Mm -hmm. that we will press about a hundred tapes. We give the band 20%. So they have merch for, you know, their band camp or, you know, when live shows are a thing, got a little nice little merch table. But beyond that, I, we're not just trying to release tapes. I really want to like work with bands and, not really trying to like uh, I guess there's like, oh, it's predatory stigma or whatnot. But if anything, we're just seen as like a collaboration. Like you guys focus on putting out good music, and I love the music, so I'm gonna hype the shit. <laughs> Pretty much, right,
0: you know? right. And I was actually thinking of making my thing a long time ago, a label, and I I kind of like fell back because people were like, I don't know, man. You should you should think think about that because you know. There's, there's a lot of like hidden things that you got to worry about. I'm like, ah, okay. And then I backed down. I never did it.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm sure there are like, honestly, and I, it's funny because like early on, I've been on a couple other podcasts and I've kind of said, oh man, this is running this label thing so easy. And of course, you know, that was a couple months into it, but <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, obviously, you know, to be successful and, you know, to have some longevity and, yeah, longevity and like, you know, staying power, it takes a lot of work. But I mean, right? it's, and at the level we're at now, I don't think we need to worry too much about the details in terms of like legal implications, contracts, all that, you know, oh, it's, yeah. it, it's exactly. kind of, it's kind of handshake, you know, agreements kind of, you know, uh, but I mean, eventually we'll probably get there. And ultimately from what I understand contracts, you know, they have a, they kind of have a negative stigma too, but I think it kind of just holds everybody accountable. looks out for everybody's best interest, you know,
0: for the right. most part. Right. Exactly. I mean, all I right
1: can't say that for everything but there's probably some shady contracts
0: <laughs> yeah, really. exactly what are three things that you've had to like overcome so far being you know the one it's a one-man thing correct
1: well it's it's a pretty much a two-man operation and essentially kind of okay. turn it into it may turn into a three-man operation because inevitably with growth you got to have a team around you so right. pretty much right now i mean the biggest struggles is I'd say like kind of like the work. So I have a full-time career. I'm an outside Mm -hmm. sales rep. So more often than not, I'm usually traveling, staying in hotels. So it's very hard to manage like my free time, just delegating my time to like my girlfriend. It might sound goofy, but my pets, you know, like if you have a dog. dog.
0: Yeah, I have a dog myself, dude.
1: Yeah, they require attention. So it's like, I'm trying to delegate, really just divvy up my time and allocate it wisely. So I'm shipping out one thing. One thing that's really easy is kind of to get lost in the sauce, for lack of, lack of better words, on Instagram or social media. But I feel oh, like for sure. the success is in like I, I hate to sound like a like a fucking high school basketball coach or some shit, but the fundamentals, you know, like mm-hmm. ship your shit out, make sure you're shipping it out like in a timely fashion, you know, make sure your communication with your customers good, make sure you're packing it up correctly. So I, I think just managing my time and trying to like hold ourselves to that standard while Balancing my like relationships, personal life—that's been the hardest, man. Straight up,
0: right. But and then and then, you know, find the uh, best music you can. You know,
1: exactly. Yeah. Fortunately, there's not a shortage of that. So honestly, there's just like so much good music, and there's labels popping up all the time, dude. There's like people who reach out, and even people homies who have said like, "Man, you've inspired me to make my label." And like, I'm like, that's fucking awesome. You know, it's it's not like a famine mentality. It's like there's so much good music that needs right. to be put out so like the more the merrier you know
0: right and it, the thing is like i get this all the time you know i ask people they're like you know i feel like the music industry is oversaturated and i'm like dude that's a good thing because like there's so many like i don't know more music you can get into yeah when are, way what more.
1: options ever a bad thing bro Options yeah. are always a good thing, you know?
0: <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> well, absolutely. It's usually it's usually the bigger bands I talk to, they're like, Yeah, man, I'm just sick of seeing all these younger bands. There's just so many of them.
1: <laughs> That's honestly it's like maybe like a like a an insecurity or like they feel threatened essentially that somebody's gonna steal their shine. I kind of see it the mentality like uh, what's the old expression, you know, um rising tides lift all boats. You know, it's like well fucker, come up, you know? Yeah, yeah. I might as well
0: right exactly Um. so last thing I have for this small little podcast is you know give me some uh, characteristics about yourself that is going to aid the label in the future or now
1: yeah absolutely like uh, well I the fact where I'm at in my life the fact that I'm 31 years old I've slowed down I've had my fun partying hard in my early 20s <laughs> <laughs> that's not an exaggeration you know you you gotta have fun and i had my fun but it's i could have never pulled this shit off if i was 22 not to say not to say anybody at that age can't don't get me wrong everybody there's different personality traits but where i was at in my life i wasn't ready i feel like it's kind of a perfect storm how everything kind of lined up this was a result of the pandemic but i feel like i'm just right in that right headspace where i have the time and energy um and actually knowledge you know fortunately i i kind of it's interesting because I have this 1 foot in underground like subculture like music and then I have right. 1 foot in my career in corporate America which I'm like very grateful for that career I've learned a bunch. It's like kind of cheesy shit but every year you know we we have like multiple book reviews but, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of them are cookie cutter. I call them fucking airport books, you know, that are kind of cheesy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> kind of self-help, like, you know, how to make goals. But there's a lot of like, there's a lot of really good information in there. And just in terms of like how to manage and utilize your time. Um, right. One thing, one thing I really like, like to pride myself in is being the ability to like set my ego aside. And like, I feel like. Once we grow to a certain point and a lot of businesses fail at this point is when they grow to the point that they can't handle everything themselves, but they don't Uh, want to, they don't want to delegate to others. You know what I'm saying? They want to have so much involvement. And I get that you have like, your this vision and it's your baby. But like, I think I have this ability to say, Hey, I realize I'm not the strongest in that department, Kenny or seven from snuffed on site. Who's been helping us out. Maybe he's like, that's his skills. Like. Hey, I'm going to delegate that. Like, and the ability to realize that, like having that self-awareness and like an awareness of your capabilities is definitely makes for good business for sure.
0: Exactly. That's a good point, man. Like I, yeah, to see it right now, like as a, you know, two man thing and I don't know how many bands do you think you want over time?
1: well here's the thing you know it's rather interesting this is something that's been really really talked about amongst me kenny and seven we're just kind of like looking towards the new year and it's interesting like technically as of now like officially announced on the label we have two bands snuffed on site and nerve exposure mm-hmm. um right i guess this is a, a formal invitation to anybody we've worked with so far if you want to hop on the label holler at me
0: <laughs> Right. but right.
1: really now we've just seen it as like a collaboration just like okay here's a project we're going we're going to press this tape but as we're growing as a label we want to like build a roster and really right. you know and and one thing we want to do is maybe as opposed to reaching out initially is like work with them for one project just to see if our goals align you know what i'm saying like before right, right. a commitment so i think that's what we're going to do i don't and always rule of thumb is quality over quantity so even if yes. we can keep it to yes. you know 8 to 10 solid bands that really just foster and grow their career you know that, that'd that be fucking awesome you know
0: that would be sweet to be able to say you know like look at man i uh i promote everybody says you know a musician can't make a living you know what i mean i mean a majority of people oh you can't make a living man you're just gonna be writing music but to be able to say hey i give this guy a paycheck would be amazing in my opinion
1: Dude, it's incredible. Like, anything, like, honestly, right now at the level we're at, like, like we, very little profit coming in. You know, we're trying to break even. But anything I can do in terms of, like, trying to help bands out to get merch, like, snuffed on site I'm trying to set him up to get his own merch so he can get right. some bread coming in so we can, you know, to fund recording. Uh, I mean, honestly, and really to try to make a living off this shit. We were talking about Sanguisugabog earlier, and it's funny, I give Seven a hard time because I feel like, He kind of, maybe sometimes will like second guess himself whenever we talk about merch. He goes like, oh man, you really think like, you know, 30 or 40 people want to buy that? And I'm like, dude, Sangwoo Sugubug quit their jobs. Do you really think they would have made, when they recorded their demo, their four song demo, do you think they were (laughs) going to make 23 shirts from that? You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah,
1: do you think they would live off of a four song demo? No, to a certain point. I don't want to say fake it till you make it, but you just had had that confidence and that bravado about it and just like run with it and and, and try it. If you never try, yeah. you'll, then you're never going to find out, straight up.
0: I I thought it was the coolest thing today. You know, I'm never on Facebook, but I did go on today and I saw Devin put on his uh, Facebook that he started a job at Century Media. I'm like, "Dude, that is fucking rad because yeah, uh like you said, only four songs and now I think he said that he's putting five more on the new album. But- Ooh,
1: it it's incredible. And this is something I've kind of talked about like at length, so I don't want to you know, beat a dead horse here. But I mean right. I I hate that in like punk and underground metal, like when bands start to experience a little financial success, everyone hates on them. It's like, no, I my favorite musicians, I want them focusing on making music you know what i'm saying right. i don't want to be in some fucking barista or some bullshit warehouse <laughs> job you know what i'm saying you know like why would you right. you know why they get a little bread and everybody you know or even them just or making
0: something. it by just making it buy yeah to and, be able to do what you want to do and
1: exactly I've, and even bands that like think bands like gate creeper for example who kids yes. maybe younger kids have this idea they're like living in mansions or something you know but i'm like they're like they're probably making humble livings you know like middle class uh, lower middle class they're getting by you know but they're doing what they love and that's what's important and the fact yeah. that they have a big enough following to support that that's fucking awesome that's a great thing you know
0: it was it was cool yesterday i was on youtube and i saw a gate creeper is like six or eight years old years old and i was like holy crap man like they haven't They've stuck to their roots, though, their whole time. Like, they just, I don't know. They never changed because the media or the social media wanted them to.
1: They seem like really cool dudes. And I mean, inevitably, it's just kind of sad that, like, whenever a band gets, like, some acclaim or notoriety, they just get a a lot of their original fans turn their back on them. You know, it's like, it's so weird. Like, but that's just the way it goes, the nature of the beast. But we're not like that. Fuck that. Good music's good music, you know?
0: Yo, you should have Eric on your podcast, man, the guitar player. I've talked to him before. He's freaking nice, dude.
1: Hell yeah. Is that the big boy with the handlebar mustache?
0: And the uh, cowboy hat. Yep. That's I like him. that
1: guy. Yeah. I've seen him live. They're really good live, dude. That's a seems like a cool dude, too. Just a cool persona about him. <laughs> the handlebar <Right>. mustache.
0: <laughs> exactly, man.